up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rhythm and Bay Podcast. As always, it's your host, who does the most, Jasmine Ellis, and I'm so excited. And I know I say that every week, but I'm, like, for real excited. This is one of my favorite human beings on the planet. I used to stalk her on all the socials, and I was like, oh, my God, this girl's so funny and so talented. And then I met her, and she was cool as shit, except she tried to beat up somebody in the audience. But listen, she deserved it. Anyways, here is one of my favorite comedians, a goddamn liability. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Roxy Hayes. Yo, that's one of my favorite things now is that I'm a liability. That lady definitely deserved it. And if I see her to this day, can I curse on here? Go for it. Oh, yeah, it's on, bitch. Like, that bitch was wildin'. And I hate that she just, like, fucked up the show for so many people. But I'm glad I didn't almost beat her ass during the show and before the show. I put too much highlight. I'm looking like Cindy Lou (laughs) Where are you, Christmas? Why can't I find you? For the background story on that, I was hosting a show in Austin and had Roxy come up from Houston and she killed it. It's great. But there was this lady just like hanging out in the front steps before the show started. And Roxy's talking to this other comedian, minding her business. And she says something about how there's too many people on scooters. And the bitch is just like, why are you talking about me? And Roxy was like, what did she say? Yeah, she was like, what the fuck you say about me? And I was like, bitch, are you scooting? She was sitting on the ground. I was like, you're not even scooting. What are you talking about? And then um, she started yelling. I was like, yo, I'll beat the fuck out of you right now. And I was actually with Spike Miller, who's a comedian. And he's like, Roxy, don't be bringing that Houston shit to Austin. I was like, no, she wanted it. And then she came into the show, which was weird also. And then she was just like heckling everybody. And Jasmine was so nice. She was like, I don't want to kick her out. It's Black History Month. Uh, it was Juneteenth. It was one of those. It was Juneteenth. Yeah, I was like, man, fuck that shit. We've done our due diligence for the black community by not beating her ass. And so, yeah, she started trying to talk shit during my set, and I, I'm just mean. And so I was like, I just stopped. I think I just stopped telling my jokes. And uh, she got up because everybody was just sick of her, like sick of her shit. The audience was like, oh, get out of here. I mean, she, she was wildin'. At one point, she answered the phone while I was introducing somebody. Yo. And she then goes, so she goes, wait, what did you say? And I was like, you know, you would have loved it. It was so funny. The rest of us were in on it, but you missed it. And like, let's just keep, just trash. And she had a really, really shiny synthetic wig. Like, girl. That wig was shiny. Girl, hit it with some dryer sheets. You know what I mean? Give it some, some texture. It, it doesn't have to be I like this. I choked on it. Like, <laughs> Oh my god, like that Hulu movie, that bad hair shit. You haven't seen it yet? No, I had actually did like a sketch kind of similar to that like some years ago. So when I saw it, I was like, Mm. but I I also just had heard bad reviews about like the actual plot. Oh yeah, it was a, it was. I like to think of it as a black exploitation horror. So oh, okay. if you if you came into it thinking this ain't gonna have no kind of story, but it's gonna be like funny, it was much funnier than I think it meant to be. Or maybe it was like I mean Jay Farrow was very funny in it. Mm-hmm. Lena Waithe had me dying. Let me turn off these damn notifications on this phone. Ugh, leave me alone, Eloquy. All right, <laughs> so plus size fashions. So the way I like to kick off this show is like first, of course, introducing you, which we just did. And then the next thing I do is a little section called Off the Record. This is where I regale you with a tale of uh, kind of the drama and the magic of the music industry. And I'm choosing something today. Uh, literally, I thought to myself, I haven't dragged enough white people. 
Like I've only like Yay, you know that's my favorite. <laughs> like there hasn't <laughs> been like an equal storyline. So so far, because it's just my favorite stories have been like kind of how amazing but slightly trifling Diana Ross was. Um Oh man, Diana. But also, Barry Gordy was also super trifling. You know oh what I mean? Oh, my God, yeah. It was, it was that era. Trifolation is how we built a lot of our musical greats, though. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people being trifling and screwing each other out of money is just how things worked. Speaking of screwing each other out of money um, and a white person, <laughs> I am going to take you all the way back, all the way back to 2013. Do you remember the song of the summer in 2013, Roxy? Oh, no, what was it? It was everywhere. It was unavoidable. It was Robin Thicke and Blurred Lines. Oh, ooh, we talk about, ooh, we talk about Marvin Gaye's family? Yes, we are. Now, okay, (laughs) I'd love to know, so take me back to, like, where you were at. Did you like the song, or were you like, what the hell is this, or how'd you go? I I, I loved the song, because I just like, like, that era of music, and, like, I can always, like, hear, I'm one of the people, like, I can hear a song, and I can hear the sample, or at least can, like, pull from where the sample came from. So, like, the 70s and 80s, as far as, like, music was just so great. I could hear it. So, like, oh, this is a real, like, poppy dance. I love Pharrell. So, whenever Pharrell's on anything, I love it. So, yeah, I fucked with the song. I, I used to fuck with Pharrell so hard until he started saying he was new black. And then I was like, if you don't get out yeah, of here. Yeah, I was like, we're done here. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand a part. Like, it's just, I, I, I just... I'm scared of that type of fame. Like, I want money, but I never want to be, like, that just disconnected from reality where I'm just like, I'm not a color. I'm Raven Simone. Like, I never want to be that type. I'm from every continent in Africa, actually. (laughs) No, you're not. So, yeah, that new black shit, I didn't like that shit. That was weird. Well, to, to fill in our audience on this in case they just were dead or not alive in 2013, <laughs> Blurred Line is a song by American singer-songwriter Robin Thicke, Pharrell Williams, and Robert T.I. Pro- produced by Williams, it was released on March 26, 2013 through Williams' label Star Trek Records. Um, by the way, remember Star Trek? Yes! Neptune's and shit. Yes! Oh my god, they had... It was such an eclectic mix of music, and I feel yeah. like it just kind of got forgotten by... Do you remember the song Maybe? Who, uh, who's the guy? It was, it was Pharrell and... God, I don't remember the Asian guy's name as part of the other half of Star Trek. Uh, his homie? Yes. I don't remember, but it was so good. Maybe. They, they made good-ass music. There was something wrong. Anyways, um, so... Yeah. <laughs> recorded in 2012, the drumline was inspired by Marvin Gaye's song, God to Give It Up. Inspired. Wink, wink. And apart from T.I.'s rap, was entirely the work of Williams. However, the thick... Cl- Thick claimed writing credits on the track, according to Runner's article. So here's where Robin Thick. What'd you say, girl? I thought you said thick clit. I was like, who has thick? Thick clit. It is hard to say thick claimed. Thick claimed writing credits on the track, according to Rudder's article. The song became the subject of a bitter legal dispute with the family of gay and Bridgeport music, who argued the song infringed upon copyrights into the song that inspired it. Williams and Thicke were found liable for copyright infringement by a federal jury March 2015. So they were in litigation for the song for three years, or two years. And Gay was awarded post-Hummus songwriting credit based on the royalties pledged to this estate. The song's music video was released in two versions. And I'll, do you remember the two versions of the music video? Mm-hmm. Yep. What were your thoughts on that? Like, what were your thoughts um, on those videos? I was just, the whole case or just the videos themselves? The videos alone. Uh, I'm trying to remember which one I liked better. So, 
for those who are listening, there were two versions of the video, and one of them featured the models wearing like nude bodysuits, and then another mm-hmm. one just had them topless. And it was like, yeah. and it was weird to me because the models were so modely, if that makes sense. They were like tall and gangly sure. and just had these like, I don't know how to explain, just like, not saying Emily, Wayfish. would you say Cokish? Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying Wayfish. Wayfish. Cokish. Cokish, drug it. You know what I mean? They just had that yeah. like, that, that, they, that drugged out kind of vacant looks in their eyes and were just dancing all kinds of not on beat and I didn't understand it. I was like, why is there two versions of this? The uncensored version of the video is removed from YouTube for violating the site's terms of service but restored with an age restriction. So that kind of speaks, because at the time I don't remember YouTube having age restrictions. Yeah, that's probably what did it. Thanks, Robin Thicke. <laughs> and then it wasn't, I think I might have liked the first one better because like, like the nudity didn't add to any thing it was just oh y'all naked yeah it was like it wasn't I don't know how to explain it I don't know this is gonna sound so bad to me but sometimes it's like there's a certain body type where I'd be like huh I guess she's not wearing a shirt you know what I mean like some people are just like like, these women were just like that's just how you look okay (laughs) they were just so narrow to me that I was like all right and that's gonna sound so bad I hope I don't get like Accused of body shaming body skinny shame. people. <laughs> See, now I'm looking at it right now. I think, you know, I think what was annoying about it, how, yeah, it's definitely the song for body shaming. Because, like, I'm watching it now, and they're just like, whoa. I'm just like, what are y'all? <laughs> and I think it's also just because we're black, and we <laughs> curves. Like, we see curves. And that's our thing. We're like, oh, shit, she thick. So just this video, and they're like, damn. It's like, what are y'all? What's the damn for? It's weird because it almost felt like a prestige version of a BT Uncut video. They were like, oh, yes. no, no, these are skinny white women, so this is art. Uh- <laughs> yeah, 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 I tried to gentrify asses out in videos. <laughs> and they're so offbeat. Yes. I definitely like the first version better. Oh, man. The lyrics in the music video to Blurred Lines were controversial, with some groups claiming they were misogynistic and promoted a culture mm-hmm. of date rape. It was banned in the United Kingdom from some institutions and students' unions and universities. Thick offered numerous rebuttals, but also called the song a bad joke. See, this is why Robin Thick fucked himself over and I think ruined his own career, is he kept talking in circles. And he would constantly, like say one thing and then change what he meant and it was a joke and then it was serious and then he wrote it and then he didn't write it and then they stole you know what I mean like he just never stick one sir at least Pharrell can be dead ass wrong but he stands in his dead ass wrong yeah he's like yep that's what happened yep that's not what happened and I think that's why he was able to shake this off that's why he was able to have like what happy which was like the biggest song the next year you know Oh, yeah, that was the next year. Yeah, he did the whole Despicable Me soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Despicable Me goes... Oh. My favorite from Despicable... What'd you say, girl? <laughs> I just got all happy because I just remembered the song. I was just listening to the soundtrack that... Fun, 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 I wanna go. It's so good. Yes! What a vibe. What a good... Oh, Even the grumpy song, I'm having a bad, bad day. Like, it's about time that I get my way. That sounds like... I can imagine, like, a toddler busting through a house, tearing shit up, but in slow motion. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having a bad day. 
<laughs> That's how kids be. Um, so kind of wrapping it up with the blurred lines information. And by the way, this is all brought to you by our great researchers that we have available to show uh, Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> we got budgets on budgets here. Um, Williams came to later regret working on the song years later and subsequently disowned it. Video director Diane Martell's... Oh, so we just said that he stuck by it and he disowned it. He's like, nah, side. Love it. Love it. Y'all really believed in me. <laughs> I think it was just one of those hills he didn't want to die on, you know? Yeah, like, okay, I'll stick with it now. Now it's over, I want it. I, <laughs> I think what it was, what gave it this, like, cringiness to it is when they say, I know you want it, in this lowered voice. It's one of but those... A good it's one of those things that are more... Triggering than offensive, and I think now yeah. that we are getting to a point in society where we're talking more openly about mental health and trauma, we can say, yeah, this you know this thing may not necessarily be offensive or or wrong, but it triggered this emotion in me, and this response, and it's rooted in something bad in our culture. So it's like you know, yeah. did blurred lines invent rape culture? Fuck no, but was it a product of it? Yeah, it's it's like the whole argument with the uh, baby is cold outside thing, like the dude chorus and the woman. And it's like, yeah, I get it. It's supposed to be like this. Women are supposed to be demure. So the dude's kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like, ha, ha, ha. Like, she actually wants it, but she doesn't want to say she wants it. But we also know, like, that's also, like, that may be true and that does happen. But the opposite happens where it's like she did not want it. And you're coercing her and making her uncomfortable to where she feels, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That whole dynamic. Like, I'm, I'm reading the lyrics. This is legit. Um, <laughs> baby, is cold outside. Like, you know you want it, but you're a good girl, right? Like, it's literally, baby, it's cold outside. Oh, yeah. When he's like, um, when she, although this part, this is so funny because context changes everything. So, like, in the 30s or 40s, whenever that was written, a common, like, joke people would say is, what's in this drink? Like, when yeah. they would say something <laughs> silly, oh, what's in this drink? But, like, now, the if you say, what's in this really drink? Good, by the way. What'd you say? I said that accent was, I always get happy when people, like, do the actual accent. It was really good. I got really... <laughs> Thank you. My old-timey accent is like, I don't know why, I do it all the time in the house, and I go, you think I'd want to clean these dishes, and you'd be thinking wrong. Like, it's so stupid. I try to do it, but mine always is the band. I can't sound like, oh, my God, what are you doing, sweetheart? Oh, my God, I love it. <laughs> we should we should play husband and wife in something. I don't Can know we? what. I'll smack out something. <laughs> Oh, Henry, you've been promising to smack me for 30 years. (laughs) Just get it over with, you bitch. Yeah, they were so terrible to each other. They don't like each other. But yes, as you were saying. Nobody names a kid Henry anymore, too. I was just thinking about that. Oh, Henry. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so it's like, but now if you say what's in this drink, you're like literally scared you've been drugged. Yeah, like, oh, shit. Yeah, not funny anymore, Robin Thicke. How do you feel about Baby It's Cold Outside? Is it like... A... I like the song. Like, it's the same thing with Brother Lines. Like, I like the be- I like the song, but it's like, I can't sing that shit now. Like, I don't know how to sing it now. You know what I mean? Like, I was singing in my house, and it's, I like it in Elf. But, like, even in Elf, like, she's in the shower naked. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, men, y'all just fuck everything up. Like, <laughs> Do not like, be gross. The only way to make that not terrifying was to be like, well, he's an adult child elf. <laughs> so like, yeah, it's like he doesn't he really doesn't know. It's not. Uh, a... 
culture everything was like you're a good girl and you know it like it's like first of all stop referring to grown-ass women or women your own fucking age as girls and good ones at that like you're a good girl girl. yeah once you start really reading it and i will say it always feels like motherfuckers who can't dance are the first one to tell you a song is offensive because they're like they're listening listening <laughs> I can't get the beat. Fuck this. This is, I don't like it. I'm offended. <laughs> Rhythm offends you. <laughs> Rhythm offends you. That's what I should lightweight call this. This uh, The Rhythm so- offends you. <laughs> Okay, so that's going to wrap up off the record for now. Uh, definitely making blurred lines. And you know what? You added another song to the playlist. So this show's all about building a playlist that kind of speaks to Roxy and Jasmine's conversation today. So blurred lines and Baby, It's Cold Outside. So I don't know if this is going to be like a... Let, let's see what the rest of your songs are all and see if how like how much rape culture works oh, its way into your song. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I have to pause really quickly. This is part of being a parent. I'm so sorry. No, you cannot make that gingerbread house right now and I'm recording a podcast. We're supposed to make that together. Like, what are you doing? I'm working. I am working. She, she like, she thinks she's slick, so she'll do that while I'm doing stuff because she knows I'm talking, so I just like, okay, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Last time we were on the phone, she was trying to borrow your whole wardrobe. <laughs> oh, yeah, she was. You were on the phone. Yeah, you're not slick. I'm on your tricks now, sister. See, I, I'll pause it. I'll pause it. No, you can't make that. Honestly, your back and forth is the funniest thing because you're like, no, 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 mommy needs that skirt that makes her butt look good. Uh-uh, use yeah, the other one. <laughs> that's my good booty skirt. You know, I'm working on this booty. She's going to take it. She ordered her own of that same skirt. Like I hate skirts. For whatever reason, skirts, <laughs> I, to me, a skirt is like all the work of a dress, but it's even more complicated because you have to find a top to go with it. Like a dress, oh, at least yeah. it's one piece. But a skirt, you gotta fuck with two pieces. And yeah, then... if, it, if it's if it's dress versus skirt, I'm definitely with you. I'm going, I'm going dress. Especially like more dresses have pockets now. Yes. Man, yes. like pockets. Change the game. Pockets are my shit. <laughs> yes. Hopefully, no. I'm looking at my list now. I'm gonna add one more. Well, wait, no, I got all my songs. Um, okay. There's not. There's not more rapey songs. <laughs> None of them was like, give it to me. Give me that sweet, that, this, that, this, that funky that stuff. That gushy. You. <laughs> oh, that song was gross. The, like the 90s, 2000s were disgusting. You know what's interesting to think about, too, is like, why did that song suddenly set off everybody's um, rape-adjacent alarm? Like, why that one? And it makes me think of two things. It's like, because it got world popular and there was a mm-hmm. white guy singing it. So yeah, that's what did it. Yep, it got to this level of popularity because it was a white guy. So then people started holding it accountable because it was so mm-hmm. popular. It's I like I think the title just fucked it up too. Yeah, blurred, blurred lines. It's like, well, what's blurred? Her senses? 
you pervert? Like, yeah, like, what do you, what's, what is blurry? It's creepy. It's creepy as hell. All right, so the next section that we do, everybody, is one of my favorites. What we do is I have my guest break down five songs that they would say kind of tells their story. So Roxy's going to tell me one song at a time, and we're going to kind of, like, learn about why this song connects to you and how it tells your story. So starting with number five, what is your number five song, Roxy? Okay, um, I just changed it just now. So my number five song is going to be The Only Exception by Paramore. Oh, my <laughs> First of all, I love that niggas love Paramore so much. I, I love, love Paramore. Like, Paramore Fallout Boy, My Chemical Romance, like that era of, like, punk, rock, pop punk, because that's what's technically called. Like, that is my shit. But, like, Haley Williams is just such an amazing singer. Yes. Like, she's so I, dope. Like, she I, doesn't get her credit. I think that's the funny thing is people will think, like, oh, black people don't like it because it's, like, rock or punk. It's, like, if you if this got a good bass line, and if somebody can actually sing, we fuck with it. Like, it's not that we don't like Taylor Swift because she's white. She, 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 she her nothing. singing is, is flat. It's not great. She doesn't do no runs. Like, we like we like theatrics in our music. Like, that's the same. Fall Out Boy. That's why, like, a lot of black people fuck with Fall Out Boy. Patrick can sing. Yes. Like, he be, oh, no, no, no. Next to a Like, he makes, like, eight <laughs> lyrics. Not gonna bet pose, but y'all just a little in a song. Yeah, it's my shit. I mean, oh my- there's no Fallout Boy on here, but yeah, like, but that era of music was just like really crazy. Funny Fallout Boy stories. So at my bachelorette party in Austin, there was like two bachelorette parties, me and this very small one that was like, it was really funny because it was like three white girls that were dressed like Madonna, and I was there with like my big mixed group, and we were all dressed like pink ladies. They walk in, my cousin goes, "Oh, y'all need to leave." This is not your party. And I was like, girl, stop, girl, stop. And, like, we had just been oh, cutting no. up, and they were playing mostly hip-hop, and I feel like the DJ, like, tried to skew to them by playing Fall Out Boy, and we were just jumping on the couch, just downtown. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, they're not going downtown. anywhere. <laughs> no, that that happens to me all the time in the clubs when they were, like, trying to kick everybody out. I'm like, oh, y'all don't know. I love these songs. Yeah, like, what you gonna do? The kick me out the club songs are great. I'm gonna leave at 2. Okay, <laughs> when y'all are done, I'm done. In All Texas, right. they always do that with country music, so they'll just be like, lock the door and turn the lights <laughs> down. <laughs> so, like, tell be in- oh. so tell me about why the only exception is so special to you. So, like, I had, um, I was in a, well, I was forming a band with one of my ex-boyfriends. Um, and so, like, he was actually teaching me how to play guitar. So this is one of the songs that we would play. So I just have really good memories of me, of us spending like all of this time together and me learning how to like play the song. And like this, that's kind of like the song that got me back into singing. So I used to sing a lot when I was younger. So like once we started doing the band, it's just that kind of song. And this is a really like beautiful song. It's just so pretty. It is very pretty. So My ex is a piece of shit. I was going to ask, do you hold any ill will towards him? Like when you hear it, do you think about him and it kind of makes you mad or... No, not really. So, like, he's he's just not not a good person. But, like, this, <laughs> the time we spent together was good. But, like, him himself, he's not a good... Like, he still writes songs about me, and, like, they're on... It's songs about me on Apple Music and stuff, so, like, <laughs> he's good. Like, he, yeah, he's... I'll send you some. He's really good. Can I um, put one of these songs on the playlist, or would you be like, big yes. no? Oh, okay. Know, like, the song... It's the, the first song that he kind of told me was a was about me is this song called Fond and he's it's like I'm fond of you I like that song but no I'm gonna actually send you this other one that he definitely told me was all the way See? called Little Fires 
See, I messed up no. because I only dated drummers, and drummers don't write nothing. You know, you just don't write shit. <laughs> you don't get. But no, I like I date singers and rappers and those kind of artists, painters and stuff. So like, I always get. That's what I like about those broke people. Like, you get stuff from it that you guys be like. That's about me. I'm amused. Look at me being amused. As but, a creative, um, I mean, no, what were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> we both, oh, no, no, you No, 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 no. So, so polite. Polite as podcast. As a creative, dating other creatives, like, do you ever worry that you don't want all of your business out there, like, in a song? Or is it kind of like you think it's just kind of the toll you pay to be in these relationships? Yeah, I think so, because I also write jokes about them. So I wouldn't want them to be like, don't write a joke about me, because I definitely am. So I just kind of understand, like, if this goes bad, there's going to be a song or there's going to be a painting or I'm going to be in a movie or something because it's just, it, it is what it is. One of my other exes was just, he got kicked off a reality show. He was the first one. It was a, it was on Oprah. And he was the first person kicked off. And I was watching it, and I was kind of mad he didn't talk about me. I was like, fuck you. I was important in your life. We were engaged, Okay. But now he was just a terrible person. I date terrible people. But this song, <laughs> just, I just, you know, remember when I didn't think he was terrible. And it's just. It's so it brings crazy. you back to like a puppy love feeling. Yeah. Cause like legit, he used to, like, I had a, oh, Jasmine, I'm so high. I'm trying to tell this story in like chronological order. <laughs> um, so like me and him started dating because I went to school with his drummer. I mean, his drummer was cool. I didn't know that the drummer liked me. Mm-hmm. So this is actually pretty trash what he did. The drummer was telling him about me. And he would be talking about me all the time. So my ex was like, oh, let me look her up. Like, she can't be that great. You keep talking about her. And he's like, oh, no, she's pretty dope. So then we started, like, talking on Facebook. And then we started dating. And then he told me that the drummer liked me. And I was like, well, what the fuck? Well, we can't tell him that we're dating. Because then also we were, like, 20, 19, 20. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we can't tell him now because then he's not going to want to either be cool with you or be cool with me. Like, and y'all have this band together and y'all perform. So I will be going to the shows, but like not telling the drummer we were dating. So he will be thinking like I'm coming here to, as a friend to support him, but I'm really with my boyfriend. It was some trash. You went full Yoko. Like you were lightweight yeah. breaking <laughs> shit. <laughs> you were like. Unintentionally. Oh no. But eventually he found, of course he found out and he just like told him like, yeah, I know y'all are talking like it's, it's fine. Uh, we dated for like a year. Like we were really, we were really close. Like I had a moped because I didn't have a car at this point. And so like I would ride my moped to his house and I stayed in Mo City and he stayed, he stayed on the north side. So it's already like an hour in a normal car, but the moped wouldn't get over 50. So I could not get on the freeway. So I had to take the feeder. So it's a two and a half hour ride to go see him and we was just like listen to music and play video games and like it was just a really like cute relationship but he's kind of like a narcissist and all of this stuff so it just didn't work but we still randomly talk oh my goodness I this is so funny because I'm so obsessed with astrology and I'm just like your way to compartmentalize like this is a good experience with a bad person like just cutting that in (laughs) half that is so fire sign and like without question he's a water sign without question am I right I think, wait, when is his birthday? I'm about to check. So I am on the cusp. So I'm a Sagittarius Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Like Water. Right, That's the, Earth yeah. fire. Yep. So I'm like right in the 
And I think he might be. Hold on one second. I'm sorry. That money is a cancer. She's right now. I'm sorry. I'm about to choke her. Why are you, I'm like, why are you washing dishes? Why are you washing dishes? I can hear the water. She's trying to be quiet. She's like, yo, you're not quiet at all. I'm oh, he's October. His birthday's in October. October. No, sorry, June. June. Oh, June. June 16th. He is a Gemini. Asshole. Okay. <laughs> the same difference. The interchangeable. Same thing. Same thing. I gotta yeah, keep like, my new fascination with astrology is very annoying because I'm gonna end up like completely like alienating an entire astrological group. Like that's deeper, that's bigger and deeper than ethnic groups or religious. If you're just like anybody yo, born with you can, can can get born in June. Age, everything. It's like I don't care if you're 90, you Taurus bitch. Like I don't like you. So yes, Jasmine, please don't. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. That's a really sweet song. And I feel like that was such a good time in music. Like, I don't know what Paramore's doing mm-hmm. these days, but like Haley Williams really sang her ass off. Like she put you out know, some bangers. So she They came out with an album, I think like last year or the year before then. And I like some songs on it, but they switched the band. I know her and the dude broke up and oh. then they broke up. They had a new band and they, that's when they came out with like Ain't It Fun and all of that stuff. No, I'm sorry. The last album that came out was 2017. It was it had uh, "Fake Happy," which is also a really good song. Oh, um, but it just wasn't the same. Like it's just not the same. That might have to be one I t- I copy for another off the record because I love hearing about breakups within the band. But it's just like, how do you even have time to date outside of the band? So of course, people as long as there's like mm-hmm. couples that like as long as you're the same gender expression or I'm sorry, sexual expression. And you're attracted enough to each other, people are gonna end up fucking. It's just gonna happen. Can, yeah, same thing. Like people are like, how you dating comedy? I'm like, cause that's the only people I see. Yeah. I'm here like every night. Where else am I gonna go? Like, I'm not. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say relationships with musicians or comedians have been worse? See, like I haven't had a full relationship with a comedian. I've had like, had you know, we have half boyfriends. So I've had a couple half boyfriends and a couple entanglements i'm gonna say honestly as musicians like comedians we're more fucked up if we're being real like we are a little bit more it's gotta be something a little bit more fucked up because of how we have to look at stuff Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i think i think we we have less emotional attachment to stuff like uh most musicians are like oh, I love this thing, and I'm like, this is so important, you know what I mean? But for comedy, because we make fun of stuff, a lot of us don't really have passions like that. Like, comedy's our passion, but we don't have, like, okay. this means this much to you, because we, we're, we're ready to make fun of some shit at the drop of a hat. And like, we're purposely, you know? t- like, we, the ones who are good, like, we get conditioned to analyze everything in a way that mm-hmm. takes the joy out of it. Like, we can't have too much joy to anything. We have to be sitting here going, like, you know what sucks about your wedding day? You know what I mean? Like, we yeah. have to we have to pull apart every beautiful thing in our lives because that's where our money is at. But it's like, how much fun can you have? Like, that's why there's certain things that I literally protect from other people. Like, yeah. I like to draw, and I don't need other people to know I draw, and I don't even, like, draw my own shit because I'm just, like, once that becomes another facet of how I make money, I will no longer love it. Like, yeah. just won't. Because now I have to make fun of it. Like, yeah, I did a joke about Maya the other day, and I was like, ah! <laughs> but I try not to do, like, the stuff I really do love, like you said, I try to protect it, or I just don't really talk about it on stage, because I'm like, no, nah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna act like I don't care about this thing, because I do. Yeah, 
Yeah, and that can be hard too. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so you say relationships with comedians are worse because they don't even know how to love anything. <laughs> no, and then it's, it's just they're always some comedians don't know how to turn it off. Yeah, and I'm just like shut the fuck up. Like don't do your bits on me. I call it, me and my friend call it bidding. Don't bit me, bro. Yeah. Like, don't do your bits on me. Like let's just chill. I see. I got stories about dealing with comedians. That'll have to be another episode because they're long. <laughs> but they're just weirder to me. Comedians are just a weirder, socially awkward. More socially awkward. Well, also, what, inc- what makes people want to do comedy is they're like, I'm weird. I, I'm socially awkward. I don't get along with other people. I should be on stage in front of them. And it's like, no, maybe you're not funny. Maybe you're just bad. You know what I mean? But they don't yeah, think... Maybe you should go to therapy. That's what I can't say about male comedians. Because it's like, like, we think of funny as just an inherently male thing. So men who are like, mm-hmm. I'm a man, so I must be funny. Whereas women are like, I have to earn funny. I have to become yeah. funny. I have to prove to y'all that I'm funny and grow into it and let y'all see. Yeah, and, and, and I hate to bring race in it. No, I don't. You know, I love to bring race into it. Yes, ma'am. Um, <laughs> black comedians are, are, as far as dealing with them, I'm, I'm gonna, I mean, I don't really date white men anyway, but like dating or hanging out with black male comedians is completely different than hanging out with white male comedians. Like, I feel like if black male comedians try to roast you more. Yes. <laughs> but like, when you, when you get them away, they're more well-rounded people versus yeah. like white comedians. Like, they're a little bit more, they're awkward in both. Yeah, and self-depreciating <laughs> more so than trying to roast yeah. everyone else out. And it's like, ah, shut the fuck up. Like, I don't, uh, so yeah, it's that thing. Like, now it's a therapy session. Yeah, it almost feels like like for white comedians, it's like they do this because they have these fragile, because they're insecure. And for black Mm -hmm. comedians, it's like they're insecure too, but they're like, I'm so great. (laughs) Look how great I am. Look how funny I am. Like Like a different way, reason to be proving themselves. So yeah, but singer dick is just better too. Like there's more because of the passion. Like, Did you ever have a singer sing? during the actual act of intercourse. Please tell me that has happened to you. I'm so curious. Yes, I've had... Jasmine, this has to be a whole other episode because I've had very weird stuff happen during sex. So, like, the singing before is great. Singing during... Tell me, like, please. <laughs> no, please. During? Are you telling me this guy was stroking and just yes. like... Yes. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> we both did Maxwell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, like, this, this particular person, he was just weird he had already came in being weird he brought like a blue top backpack and some white linen pajamas and had like unfolded he was doing that kind of shit and i'm like he brought pajamas to your house for like white linen did y'all go together it was this like a when i said no, he still brought pajamas? we were just like messing we were messing around he said later he said i can't believe you broke up with me i was like when we never dated like you were talking to other i saw you talking to other bitches at the show like he did some weird stuff. That's a whole other story. Like, he tried to act like he had the flu, so I couldn't come over after the show. And then, okay, fine. So then I left. Um, but I saw him talk to the other chick, and then he called me, like, 10 minutes later. He was like, oh, I don't have the flu. I feel better. I have the flu. You can come over. I was like, no, you just canceled on her. <laughs> I saw you. You canceled on her, and then you tried to, you know what I'm saying? I could just read the body. He was acting weird, too. Like, <laughs> like you know. Wow, like, they really think we're fucking. Any also, you don't just get over the flu like that. The antibody, like the, the, the flu, it lives in like, you. Oh, some, pussy, some pussy coming. <laughs> Stop being sick. Oh, it's not how it works. So yeah, like the it's just dealing with which which type of uh, narcissist do I want to deal with? You know, 
I don't know what I would do if a man brought pajamas. Like, you know, like in my like, we're just fucking days. If you came over with pajamas, I would throw you the fuck out. Cause that to me seems, especially a musician, I would think you're trying to move in with me on the low. Like Yo. just leaving shit there. <laughs> And then, like, my apartment was small. I had, like, a twin bed. Like, because this is, like, in my 20s. I had a fucking twin bed from my house. Like, I had moved. That was my first apartment out of my uh, dad's house by myself. I had my childhood twin bed in there. Like, a small-ass TV and shit. I'm like, why are you bringing a Louis Vuitton backpack over here with white linen? This is not the area for this. So, (laughs) break it down for me. You guys are having intercourse. He is inside of you. And he's stroking. And it's not great, but it's good. It's like, okay, like this is this is it. And I'm with it. And he just, mm. I was like, did you just harmonize in my ear? <laughs> like he leaned over and harmonized. Okay. <laughs> no, dude. For real? You did that for real? Okay. Oh my god. You think he's in that moan room on Clubhouse trying to make some money right now? Definitely gotta be. I know he I know he is because he just that's that's his that's his vibe. So I gotta stop dating. No more rappers or singers or music. I'm lying. I'm gonna date. <laughs> You're never gonna quit. You're never I can. I love I love having I love being able to be like this song's about this <laughs> The ego. I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay. Give me number four. What is the number four song? <laughs> I forgot what we came here for. Uh, number four. Um, what's the next one that I want? Okay, number four would be Bloody Valentine by Magna, um, uh, Magna, Machine Gun Kelly. Ooh, okay. Interesting choice. I, I love uh, I love new Machine Gun Kelly, like this new album he just came out with. Like Once he was like, you know what? I'm not going to rap. I'm going to just be like punk rock. It's a really good album. Uh, let me go look at what the actual album is called. But I heard of, I heard this. It's called Ticket Tickets to My Downfall. So he basically had did an interview after who was this? The beef with Eminem. He was basically saying like he couldn't. He came out with another rap album and it flopped because nobody wanted to hear him rap anymore after that beef with Eminem. Um, because it, he made a good diss track to Eminem, but Eminem is Eminem. Yeah. Like he, he he cleaned his ass, so he just stopped rapping after that. I think that was. And, that was so fucking funny because it was like the white boy version of Nicki Minaj beefs. Like, yeah. M was like, you bitches is my sons. And like, really? Like, MJ, MGK was like, no, I'm not. Yes, I am. And I quit. I'm, I'm so and sorry, I, Dad. I'm sorry. You were right. I am your son a little bit. And so I'm going to chill out. So, but this album is so good. I'm like, you should have been making music like this. Like this, it sounds more genuine. Mm. It sounds way more genuine. Like he had a song with uh, Halsey called Forgive Me Too. On here, that's, oh, that's dope. He got a song with Trippy Red on here that's good. And I don't even like like Trippy Red like that, but like this song is just so good. I'm like, I might go listen to Trippy Red. <laughs> I didn't know who Trippy how- Red was until he was on that episode of Dave, where like his nephew oh. goes to goes shopping. He's like, Oh man, you got a wooden shirt. That shit's clean, bro. It's like a shirt made completely of wood. <laughs> it's just. So God, Dave is so fucking funny. So good. That, that was the surprise of the quarantine. I watched that with so little expectations. I was like, the fuck? I still gotta finish. There's so many shows I started but did not finish that I was really liking. But I just gotta finish them. I'm so high. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, you be high. That's the problem. You start over. Yeah, I'm like, what, what the fuck was I watching? Fuck it. Let's go back to the office. So what's but, the um, connection between you and the MGK song? Like, how does so it connect to your life? this song was on... The new Tony Hawk, so they rebooted uh, 
Tony Hawk. And, like, Tony Hawk was one of my favorite games growing up. Like, I love Tony Hawk. I tried to learn how to skateboard, everything. But me and my brother used to play all the time. And so, like, when the new Tony Hawk came out, I was just so excited to play it. And there's a song on there called Superman that everybody always knows. Like, I'm a Superman. So, like, that's the song that everybody always, like, fast-forwards all the other songs to play in that game. So when I heard this song, I was like, oh, this shit is hitting. And it just is kind of reminiscent of that still, like, that punk rock, early 2000s era. And, like, the lyrics were really good. Like, I was just listening to it. Like, the first lyric of the song is, the simulation just went bad. And I was like, oh, shit. And uh, you're the best I ever had. Like, handprints and West Cement, she touched me as permanent. I was like, oh, I know that shit. Like, you know, like, having that person and, you, want, you know, you don't, you don't forget them. So a lot of my, a lot of the songs that I like are like about longing or like, you know, connecting with somebody and the connection may not necessarily be there forever, but it was there and it had an impact on me. It's very valid. Yeah. I like, oh, see now I, I ain't got me reading the lyrics. I don't do fake love, but I'll take some from you tonight. I know I've got to go, but I might just miss the flight. I can't stay forever. Let's play pretend and treat this night like it'll happen again. You'll be my bloody Valentine tonight. Like, oh, that shit hits. That does. That, that is, shit is hitting. That is deeper than I expect from MGK. He's so Yo, after he's his Eminem so, beef, I just stopped caring. So you're right. Like I'm exactly oh, that demo yeah, that just see, like, eh, I'm done. But no, like that's what I'm saying. Like this, this album is like it's. I feel like this is who he was the whole time. Mm. And uh, Travis Barker's on some of the songs. Like, Hell yeah. Acoustic version. He got acoustic versions. Um, it's just so rich. Oh, it's just so fucking good. <laughs> it's so good. You mentioned uh, t- Tony Hawk and the video game and skate culture. What's your connection to those things in particular? Because I love that you love a lot of like alty things that people might not as- necessarily associate with black girls. <laughs> what is it like being in those circles? Do you ever feel kind it's, of like, yeah? Um, So like, whenever I think of my childhood, like the best part of my childhood was when I went to middle school. So like, my elementary school was super diverse, except for there was no white people. Um, <laughs> which is weird. Like it was all the other races except for white people. So, but my middle school literally had everybody. So I always used to hang out with like black people and the Asian people. So like all my Asian friends, like went to Hot Topic. They were super like punk rock or like gothy. So like I started listening to um, that kind of music. So like growing up, I used to see like I listened to everything, but it was mainly like oldies, soul, um, like some jazz do like, so my dad, like, Phil Collins said, Phil Collins, Elvis, the Beatles, all that kind of stuff, but, like, I didn't really listen to rap until I got to middle school, and I didn't really listen to, like, modern music until I got to, like, sixth grade. Mm-hmm. So, like, unless it was in a movie or on a TV show, I didn't really hear about it, so I started listening to that kind of stuff, and all my friends, like, skateboarded. All of them did that kind of stuff, so I started getting into that, and then also, skate culture is really closely related to um, wrestling. I was really into wrestling. So, like, a lot of those same songs and music isn't wrestling. So, I just started listening to the music. And I'm like, you, like, I study a lot of stuff. So, like, I like to know the history behind stuff. So, it would just, you know, it all kind of sort of uh, connected. That's so funny about wrestling. Like, <laughs> wrestling is a new favorite for a lot of comedians. I am starting to love it. And I didn't, you know, I didn't grow up with brothers. I never had, like, much male influence. <laughs> and I always gravitated towards the girliest shit. Like, there's literally a pink Christmas tree behind yeah, me. Yeah, I was like, it's so pink. <laughs> with little macaroons. I was a painting this whole time. And come the macaroons? <laughs> yes. I do the utmost. I, <laughs> but I love macaroons. 
I hate that I missed out on wrestling as a kid because wrestling is like a soap opera and a pageant with a war in the middle of it. It's yes. so fun. It is literally so much going. You get the romance and then you get like, like the writers used to be super petty. So they would like put real, like the real relationships in there and be having people cheating. Like there was the biggest, one of the biggest storylines was this wrestler named Lita. I don't know how familiar you are with any of the names, but she was with the Hardy Boys. They used to, like, flip off the top ropes. Oh, wow. And they used to do, like, punk rock shit. So she was dating this other wrestler named... She was she was dating one of them, one of the brothers that she used to wrestle with. But then she cheated on him with this other wrestler named Edge, and then they made them all fight <laughs> after it came out. So, like, you're literally fighting the, the girl, like, the dude your girlfriend cheated on you. And this was real. Like, the story. This was real. Like, she cheated in real life. And then they put it in wrestling. Oh, wow. So, yeah, like, they would do shit like that. Like, if they knew that you had beef with somebody, they would put it in the story. Like, they would do petty shit like that. So, and just, like, the acting. Like, you know, you have to act to wrestle because, like, it was real, but it wasn't, but it was. So, it's so good. Like, yeah, like, it it fell off. Mm -hmm. It's it's getting better again. They started adding more women and all that kind of stuff. Who's your all-time favorite wrestler? The Rock, like the, the Rock. If I, I would fuck him right now, like today, this hour. But like he just was, he was one of like the first black wrestlers that was big like that. Uh, I studied The Rock. I'm a loser. I used to like I have his book in there. So like his dad was a wrestler. His like his grandfather was like a Samoan chief wrestler. I be forgetting and, like, The Rock is black. I know he yeah. is. Conce- like in my head, I know. But I just don't think of it. And it's like, who am I to quantify someone else's blackness? I just forget it. Black. But yeah, it's, it's, this, it's the Samoan culture. And then just like how he he's one of those people that like they don't necessarily put him in black roles. roles. Like the same way they do with Wilson. Like they try, and they put him with racially ambiguous women and like they'll have racially ambiguous kids and movies. So you just don't associate that with, with race. But like he's super talented. Like he can sing and play guitar and like all this other kind of shit. So he's just a dope. He's an all-around entertainer. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. My favorite is kind of an underground uh, underground wrestler named Sonny Kiss. Are you familiar with Sonny Kiss? S-O-N-N-Y-K-I-S-S. Sonny Kiss is my bitch. All right. He is an out, proud, oh, and very I do know gay. Yes. I yes. love him. He looks like if Cisco and RuPaul had a baby that kicked ass. And he I will am. hit these flips and put a motherfucker in like a headlock with his booty cheeks and then like twerk in her face. It is like, I mean, action, 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 performance. Oh, you can't beat Sunny Kiss. I love him so much. Yeah, I love it. Popping, popping right here. Yeah, I've seen, I, I like that people were trying to give him all this shit at first and then they were like, oh no, this motherfucker could actually wrestle. Mm-hmm. Like, like, he's really fucking good. I love, yeah. It's funny sometimes how people, like, like, this kind of makes me think of you in a lot of ways, where, like, if a person has something going on outside of one thing, people go, oh, well, then you don't really do that thing. Like, oh, yeah. like, you know, he he dances and do, does all this media stuff, and he can't really wrestle. Or it's like, oh, she does Instagram and music videos and all this other stuff, so she's not really she a comic. People are so quick to try yeah, and... If you can, if you can fit outside of a box, then they try to push you out of the boxes you belong in to try yeah, and, and take something from you. Exactly. It's because it goes back to if we're gonna just do the psychology of it because there, it's a jealousy thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I do comedy and this is the only thing I'm good at and I work hard at it, and so you can't possibly work hard as hard as it is me or like 
you know, I can't do that other thing, so that means that you really don't do this thing. It's like, no, you just, you are, you just don't have that same skill. Like, I'm not taking away that you do, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you probably do put in hours, but I also put in hours in this. So, like, you know, it's that whole thing. Just, like, if I can't do it, no one else can. Like, just when they're like, oh, you can't promote shows like that. It's like, but you can. <laughs> you can. You just can't. You, you taught me one of the most valuable lessons as a comic, <laughs> as a female comedian in particular, which is like to focus on who actually fucks with you. Because I think oh, yeah. on some subconscious level, I'm always thinking, oh, comedians are going to think this is dumb. And I'm like, comedians ain't going to buy my shit. <laughs> they don't buy sh- shit, y'all. Like, 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 I'm glad that's the lesson I taught. I was like, is it the beaten ass? They don't buy shit. They're not going to really support your stuff. They're not. And I'm, I'm speaking in a broad sense because, we, you know, we've all met comedians that are and they will help you. But those are those are comedians that are comfortable with themselves and what they're doing. But like them, these motherfuckers aren't going to spend money. So I'm not going to worry about if you like it or if you're going to talk shit about me because you not put one penny in my pocket. Yeah, I don't give a fuck how you feel about my art because you're not even supporting. Yeah, and just paying attention who to who fucks with you and who supports you. Yeah, and that kind of goes, less. that brings us back to MGK because he was like, I'm, here's what people will exactly. support, what they'll pay attention to. I don't care what I've been before. I'm going to keep mm-hmm. changing. So the evolution, I can see that connection. It's so great. And he won, and he won a Grammy, I think. And he got a, he got a, he got a award for this. I don't remember him getting an award for any other rap. And that's not, you said, that's not to take away that he can't rap, but like this is, this is, it fits you better. Then the video had, um, uh, Megan Fox in it. It's a really good video. Like, it's just good. They're dating, which... They are dating? Yes. And she said he's the love of her life. And I'm just like, but girl, you were oh. Ryan Austin Green. You remember... You remember B.A.G., the bag? She had the bag. Like, I can't... She had the bag! She had the bag! I can't... I can't believe how you go from Brian Austin Green to MGK, but That's I... That's completely... Wow, they just started dating two months. Thank you, Wikipedia. In September... But she's crazy oh, yeah. about him. Every interview, she's just like his light and his aura. Like you know, some shit is real when celebrities start talking about lights Yo, and auras and shit. Light, yeah, it's like, oh shit, you got woke. <laughs> she sees. I don't. Woke? I don't get it. I don't know. He's wearing them hot pink ass suits. I don't. As an artist, I respect him. As a sex symbol, not so much. But he's so, everybody. Every pot has a lid. All right. There is. <laughs> That was country as shit. Every pot has a lid. Yeah, I was watching Leslie Jordan. Hold on one second, though. I'm about to reschedule this photo shoot because she's saying she got to be done at, like, five. And we're in Houston, so everything's far. Oh. Fine. You sure? No, no, not because of this. Not because yeah, of just this. Like, we're supposed to do it this morning. It's the holidays and shit. So I'm like, we just do it in the morning on my birthday. So I'm good. But, um, but that's good because I want to talk more. It's, it's funny. But um, Leslie Jordan, the old man, mm-hmm. he was like, he was like, well, shoot, every trash can has its lid. And I have been saying that. <laughs> oh. I heard every pot has its lid, but I'm like, the, the trash can part, you're trash. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you call people trash. Like, every, every piece of shit likes something. <laughs> I have definitely, <laughs> trash can has its lid. <laughs> Leslie, and it's so funny that you said the old man because I was like, Leslie Jones? Like, I'd be confusing <laughs> those two. That is hilarious, dude. All right, girl, give me number three. What's your number three song? Number three is Here Comes a Thought from Steven Universe, uh, Estelle and AJ. <laughs> I, this is why I book you fucking weirdos. All right, Mo chose um, 
that song that Greg sings when he's like, I'm the universe and I fly yeah. in the sky. So like, I love Steven Universe so much and yes. I just feel like all good people do. If you watch it, if you, if you watch it and don't like it, you're a bad person. So you're, you're, that's, that's the indicator. You like this? Yeah, oh, I love this song. okay. Don't touch me. So here comes a thought. Um, tell me about the connect because I, I I could talk all day about the connection for me, which is as a person with really bad anxiety and depression. It, yeah. it, <laughs> so like I, I watched TV Universe before, but I never finished it. So once again, this is one of the shows like I, I actually finished this one. Okay. So good. I I finished it. Well, I, I gotta watch rewatch the movie and do the second part, but I finished the whole first part. Um, so I was just like watching it. You know, depression has been like really bad for mostly everybody, even people that didn't even know they had depression, found out they had fucking depression during this shit. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, comedy had been helping. You know, like, you, you have this outlet, you get to talk, you get to but still be distant. But, like, yeah, my anxiety has been through the fucking roof, especially because, you know, I have, a, I have a kid, so it's just like all this stuff, and I've been trying to, and I gained all this weight, like, you know, I work out. I work out a lot. And so I had got to the point where I was cool with where I was at, and then I legit gained almost 20 fucking pounds during this shit. And so, like, the, and I couldn't go to the gym. And, like, all the weights were gone. I could buy weights. So it's just, like, you know, I'm not getting to do anything that makes usually makes me feel better with my anxiety. So, like, I started trying to meditate. And, like, I, I had been meditating for a while, but, like, because I wasn't doing anything else, I was trying to meditate for longer periods of time. And it just was not happening. And, like, you know, I don't want to get too deep into it, but, like, yeah, I, like, suicidal thoughts were coming back. Like, and I haven't had those kind of thoughts in years mm-hmm. so I was just like I need to something and then that episode came on and I was just like I was in my bed watching it it was like 1-2 in the morning and I fucking started crying like mm-hmm. I cried for like an hour and I was like this is like the show is so good because it's able to take like these complex things and make them easily digestible in like such a beautiful way mm-hmm. And so just sitting there, white, and I love Garnet. Garnet's one of my favorite characters because I know she's a gem, but she's black. Like, that's a black woman. Yeah, she's that's absolutely coded as a black woman. Yes, she has. The hips, the hips, she's black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a sell. And then, like, you know, she's, she has the other song about how she's made of love. So it's just like this thing that's made of love is, like, teaching you how to calm down. And then they're talking to Stefani, who is, who is trans essentially trans or not 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 trans i'm sorry non-binary non-binary who is trans in steam universe that's later no they're non-binary who is trans or they're like you know how like they never say like oh this is a lesbian couple but it is so i remember i was reading something they were saying that somebody was trans i'm i believe that later on in the show sadie has a partner who is trans and uses they them pronouns yeah there we go okay, yes. yeah that's that's and that motherfucker was fine. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Whatever you are, I like it. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute, Sadie. Like, they look way better than Lars. Like, yeah. <laughs> Lars was a little asshole. But I digress. So <laughs> I'm all I'm all sad. And then I hear this song. It's really beautiful. And I just like kept playing it. And then like when I got back into meditating, like I would play that song first before I meditate. And it would calm me down. And I always loved Allie and AJ. So, mm-hmm. like, once I found out, like, oh, shit, that's AJ voicing Stevani, like, it was just, it just added that little thing to it. So, yes. It's, it's a, a beautiful, beautiful song, a beautiful episode. Essentially, it's 
it helps people understand. What I like about it is it gives it forgives you for being anxious because I'm someone yeah. who feels guilty about my mental illnesses. So I'll have a mm-hmm. bad day and then think you are so worthless. All you did was worry today. You have no control over your own thoughts. You're you have no discipline. And it's just like everyone has these feelings. Everyone has these thoughts. Mm-hmm. And they harm you and they don't feel good, but it's not all of who you are. And you don't have to throw your whole life away because you have bad moments. And you're so right. So many people, I think what it was for everybody, no matter where you were neurologically, neurodivergent, whatever, where you were on the stand, all of us basically lost the things that helped us feel grounded in who we were. Like Mm -hmm. almost, there's not a single person on this planet who wasn't affected in some way, shape or form. We were basically everything. And a lot of us, especially millennials, we get a lot of our identity out of our jobs. So like for comedians, you know, like, you know, when someone says, what do you do? You say, I'm a comedian. And you mean it like that's not only what I do, it's who I am. So then you just suddenly can't do your job or you suddenly have to do it in a medium you're not familiar with, you know, my ass on TikTok making shit you know it it was really it was an upheaval and I just think it's such Mm -hmm. a beautiful great show I think sometimes the downfall of a lot of great things is a lot of people are very resistant to things that seem too um sincere or helpful so I wish some people were like oh Steven Universe is funny as hell it's really good because it does have funny moments it does have yeah but they all you ever hear about is how um how much you learn and I think people think of it as like oatmeal and it's like, like no it's cereal still it's good yeah, it's like the lumpy shit but, <laughs> but I'm I'm that nerd and I like I whenever somebody's like oh you learn from this I'm like oh I'm in I'm in there because, yeah you know like I I like to read a lot I like to you know but even I wasn't even in the mood to read books like I was supposed to read 100 books this year and for like three months I didn't read anything and I have been reading like a book a day Cause I love reading, so like legit, all the shit that I love, I just stop doing. So like the this song, like once again, I'm reading the lyrics, and I'm just like, it's so beautiful. Like, take a moment to think of just flexibility, love, and trust. It's oh, it's and I'm like, okay, you know what? It's okay, it's okay. And sometimes I'll say that like when I'm like my anxiety tripping, like it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, that one in Love Like You. But if I was like, I'm going to pick one Stevie Universe song. That's a hard decision. Love Like You. What's interesting about the way Love Like You was written is I saw an interview with Rebecca Sugar and she talked about how she wrote it in parts. So you know how like for like three or four episodes we hear all one line of Love Like You and then for another five episodes it's different. She just wrote it in those pieces. So it's not, it sounds amazing together because of the melody and everything, but the lyrics aren't really meant to fit together. So it's all these different parts. I remember really connecting with the line. She goes, I always thought I might be bad. Now I know that it's true. Oh, me too. Oh, my Because <laughs> I think you're so great and I'm nothing like you. And it's just no. that need to compare yourself. And also sometimes mm-hmm. it's just like looking in a relationship and be like, why the fuck do you like me? I'm so bad. Oh, man. <laughs> Yuck. I know this is going to be this kind of podcast. Yeah, this yes. is what I do. <laughs> yes, like legit. Like it, it. That's but that's why I picked that's why I picked the other one because the other one makes me feel better. Love like you makes me like it makes me feel real like a different type of sad because mm-hmm. I'm like damn I do that like damn I do why do you like me yeah why do you give a fuck like you know what may I'm not it's that line that makes you think I'm so special I'm not even that oh. special so what you know you know like I, I just always have those weird. You know, that shit. And I'm high, so I can't I can't explain it as good as I want to. But yeah, like, so that one more makes me 
you know, that thing. But, it gives you somewhere uh, to go. Yeah. Like, here comes the thought. It's just like, you know, okay, good. Let me ride this wave. I'm fine. Everything's okay. That song, I think, solves problems. Love Like You makes you ask more questions. <laughs> Which can be worse. You're like, yeah, like, like if you're already, like, if you already are having, like, anxiety attack, and then you hear Love Like You, it's gonna fuck with you. Yeah, it makes me think, I'm not fucking special. You're right. I'm not shit. And there's other words here, but I am having a, uh, a moment, and that's the part that I'm gonna focus on. I'm gonna call my ex and be like, stop telling me you love me, you son of a bitch. I know you do, but I'm not special. Rebecca Sugar told me. <laughs> I promise that wasn't her intention. I promise. No, she's like, Miss Naughty, did you hear the rest of the song? No, I paused it right there. Yep. <laughs> Oh my God. I think this, I I think it's so important that we're talking about mental health and anxiety and other feelings. And I'm curious for you as a parent, how do you feel about sharing Steven Universe with your daughter? And I know she's like, what, 14? So it's just maybe like a little bit. 12. 12. She she don't, she doesn't like it. Like, like she started watching it when it first came out and that's how I saw it. And then, so yeah, like the dream of course, you know, Hey, you can watch Steven Universe. She watched a couple episodes with me. But she's more into anime now. Uh-huh. So she's just like, now nah, I'm watching Attack on Titan. I want to see somebody getting their head, like, blown off. So I'll be singing the songs, and she's just like, loser. <laughs> Sad song. You're going to play your little ukulele. Like, yeah. So I'm like, but it's cute, right? It's sweet. She's like, yeah, but are they fighting? Is somebody throwing a bomb at them? I'm like, no. But they, I mean, there's fights in here. She's like, yeah, but then they make up. And like, die. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, Stephen. Stephen really be like emotionally healing his <laughs> villains. <laughs> like he gets bullied, and then he's like, "So let's talk about where that came from for you." Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's also why I like Stephen Universe because I do that to an extent when I care. Yeah, like I'll be an asshole, and then I'm like, "I'm punching you in the face," but then we're gonna talk about this because I need to understand why you made me punch you in the face. Oh my goodness! All right, girls. <laughs> Let's talk about track number two. What's okay. your number two song? Uh, okay, this one was hard. So then um, I am going to pick Hollywood Swingin' by Cool in the Game. Hollywood. Hollywood Swingin'. Sad one. <laughs> Another sad one. So, like, that was, like, my dad's. My dad loved Cool in the Game. That was, like, one of his favorite songs. And so he passed away, you know, five years ago. And, like, when he told us the kind of funeral he wanted, he was like, I don't want a sad funeral. I don't want anybody wearing black. I don't want that kind of stuff. Like, and I want Cool in the Gang played at my funeral. So, like, he was at a church, and at first they were like, oh, we can't. I was like, yeah, I want y'all singing Cool in the Gang. And like, well, we can't really do that. We don't, we can't sing secular music in the church. I'm like, I don't give a fuck, bitch. I want to hear Cool in the Gang. Like, like, How about we compromise and we can play it with, when we show the photos, like, before the service. I'm like, all right. How funny would it have been if they tried to make like a Christian remix of Cool in the Gang songs? <laughs> Play that funky music, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> and they were dancing and praising <laughs> and moving to the hymnal. I don't know. I've been in a while. Oh uh, my goodness. Whatever the fuck they be doing in there. But um, <laughs> yes, I would have loved it though, just because it would have been funny. And we were roasting. Uh, uh, it must have been hard to lose your father at such a pivotal age. 
Yeah, like like it 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 really sucked because he was just so supportive of my comedy. So like that was our bonding time. Like he would come to the shows. You know, I would be late to shit. So he would come. He would sign me up for open mics uh, because he knew I was gonna get there like right on time. And so not like I would be late. So he would go early. Like he would get off of work and go sign me up for these open mics. Yeah, so that I could get a good spot. And then he would be looking up open mics for me to go to. And I had actually quit. I had quit for like six months. And then he called me up. He was like, hey, you ain't been invited me to no shows for a long time. Like, I was like, yeah, I quit. You know, like, I wasn't, I had been doing it for two years. I didn't get booked on anything. Like, mm-hmm. not even those, like, drink ticket shows. Like, they were, they, like, legit hated me. And it was because, like, I was doing social media. But I only had, like, 200 followers. Like, I didn't understand the hate. But it was, you know, like you said earlier, like, when you do other stuff, they're like, oh, she's not a comedian. Yeah. And then... When you're an attractive woman, and I'm not to my own horn, but I'm not ugly. You know that as, also as a non-ugly. You know, non-ugly in comedy. As a non-ugly. Like, getting better now, yeah, but like, when, like, they're like, oh, she's not funny. Like, y'all not even listening to me. You're just assuming that I'm not funny. So, it is like, funny being in L.A., though, because hot girl comedy is like a genre, so people write off people yeah. who are hot. But the skew for hot in L.A. is so much higher that, like, I'm average looking out here. And it's yeah, great. You, you, so there's nobody's uh, looking at me like, is she a real comedian? It's like, oh, no, she played a mom in something. I don't remember. But that's <laughs> strange. Because you, you, you look like a human. Yeah. You know like, you look like if you look like a human, it's and it's also weird. L.A. is weird because, like, we're commodities out there. You wouldn't think you would be but because you look like an actual human. It's like, oh, shit, she fine as fuck. And I'm like. I thought y'all didn't like this. Oh, you mean black girls? Yeah, well, not even just that, like, not being 110 or, like, not looking like an Instagram model. So yeah. Like, having the this or having the this. A lot you of know, people but, have the same plastic surgery face. I feel yeah, like so I like, see the same face everywhere I go. Like, didn't I meet you at home? Oh, no, okay, <laughs> that's not, that was the other one. So when you look like a human, like, the dudes be like, oh, shit, you fine as fuck. I'm like, oh. <laughs> these sweatpants with food on them thank you so I did get hit on for like the first time in all quarantine I was walking down uh like I was on like Hollywood Hollywood like where the the Chinese theaters and all the stars are because I had to go oh, get yeah, yeah. I had to go get a suitcase and there's like this suitcase man who sells like bootleg shit that he shouldn't have the suitcase man the suitcase it's called suitcase man of Hollywood uh, and so I'm like dragging this big ass suitcase and these three guys are just playing I want to be your man from Zap or like ah I want to be your man. And I had no way around them. I had to walk through them. And one of them goes, oh, I'm trying to be her man. Come on. <gasps> Is that a black girl? Come on. And I was like, what the? Y'all ain't seen a black girl in Hollywood? No. I don't... <laughs> Not at all. Hollywood swinging. <laughs> so tell me about how your father kind of connected your relationship to music. Because you've got this wonderful wall behind you of all of these great albums and it seems like your dad was really like a music aficionado is that something that's kind of connected the two of you yeah so like my my dad me and my dad share a lot of similarities like he also used to act he's a college professor I used to teach so like we just have all these different interests so we used to talk a lot but like he used to drive and he would drive us to school we would listen to magic 102 so like we would listen to all of these old songs so like we'd go on vacations he would always be playing music so there was a lot of songs that, like, just remind me of my dad. So, um, yeah, we definitely, we, we had a lot of similar taste in music. One of the things I will say that's cool about my dad 
um, is that he listens to so much different stuff. So like even rap, like he would listen to like Nelly and he loved, he used to love Nelly. Like Nelly was one of his favorite rappers, which was just so funny. Like <laughs> old men like because it's more rhythmic. They're like down, down, yeah. baby. Like they like that. Yeah, <laughs> he liked like the Black Eyed Peas. Like my dad was a big dude too, so he's like three hundred pounds, like six foot three hundred pounds, like real big. Uh, really, he looked scary. So people used to be scared of my dad. He was really dark. He like just looked really mean. But he was just like a big ass teddy bear, really friendly. So he was just like bust in the house, like legit, like open the door and then, like kick it open. We're sitting in the living room watching TV and we're thinking we're in trouble. Like we didn't clean up or some shit. He just come in there, my humps. I'm like, I'm like what are you doing? <laughs> Oh, he I sounds like a big goofball. Oh, I love that. Yeah, like super goofy. So like we would bond with, and he loved comedy, he loved music, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, like to me, it's always cool because I always like like for my dad to be a part of like stuff that I do. So like it's the you know that's why I got the Lion King tattoo. That was like a one of our favorite movies that we saw when we were little, and like he reminds me of Fosses and the movie came on. The day of his funeral, it was just a lot that was going on. So, yeah. So, I really like my dad to be part of stuff that I do. So, like, this is really cool to me because, like, when I film or when I do these Zooms, which is a lot now, any type of podcast, like, he gets to be part of it. You know what I'm saying? And it looks dope. And uh, it just, you know, like, I'm doing something right. Like, he would be really happy that I'm, you know, doing all this stuff. So, uh, that's that's what I want summer two. It's this connection to my dad. It reminds me of, like, just how dope he was. And he used to act. So, the whole Hollywood swinging thing. So, uh, and I played it. I went to his uh, grave. It's called a gravesite, right? Yeah, I went to the cemetery. Went to the cemetery, and like I, I had, I've only been like once or twice. Like I don't like going. Yeah. But like this was like the first time I went, and it was like during the day, and I was just like, I really fucking sad. And I started crying, and then like I don't know why, I just like lay down. I was just like, let me just sit here, let me lay down, let me calm down, because I might have a fucking panic attack. And then I just like it was super peaceful. It was really quiet. And then, like, I was like, let me play this song. And so I played the song, and I just felt like the sun, like, it legit was gray. And then, like, the sun came out, and I was just laying there, and, like, I just felt just like, man, you didn't even leave. Like, you know, you, you know you're still here, and, like, this song connects, you know what I mean? Like, oh. whenever those moments happen, and then something connects me to my dad, I'm like, ah, you know, you ain't go nowhere. So, yeah. That is <laughs> That one probably should have been number one. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing is I don't ask people yeah. to rank this in any particular way because I feel yeah. like as we communicate with one another, you get more comfortable talking to me about stuff mm-hmm. and tell. I mean, that was a really beautiful thing to hear about. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when you I mentioned the Lion King, I was like, "Remember, wherever I am, you, I'm with you." I was like, oh, okay. "Yeah, I, like, and like, and it was just that particular thing. I want to put some Lion King on here. It's just so much music. It's just, it's legit everywhere. But like, I was getting ready for the funeral. I did not like. I legit." I did not want to go. I did not want to go. Like, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, fuck. Like, it's going to be sad. And, like, I, you know, I don't want to be sad right now. Like, I had already been, like, I, I didn't try to kill myself two, three times this week. Like, it was just so much going on. Like, it was bad. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I'm getting ready to do, you know, do, do my makeup, get ready. And then, like, Maya's talking to me. So, I'm, you know, that's the other thing. As a parent, like, I can't break down right now because you're going to break down. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like I need to I need to cause you're gonna you're gonna be asking me questions. So I need to be able to mentally ask you, you know, answer these questions and help you get through this while I'm trying to get through this. And then I have a younger brother and then we got an older sister. But anyway, so like I'm trying to help my brother and like me and my brother basically did the whole funeral by ourselves. Mm. Like my sister didn't really help. My grandma's ninety something and she passed a, a a month after my dad. And then um my aunt didn't really you know, she helped but not really. So it was just me and my and we're like in our twenties. 
It's uh, a lot. There's so a lot of burden on you. It was just so much going on. So, like, I'm, like, doing my makeup, and I'm looking in the mirror, and I'm like, fuck, like, what am I, how, how am I going to get through this? And then I fucking hear Lion King, and it's the scene with Rafiki and Simba right before the cloud comes. And he's just like, you know, the past and hurt, but you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's telling him he'll never leave him. And I'm just like, okay. I never <laughs> I can you, do this. And I never will. Yeah, I, I got this. And then, yeah, it was, it's been cool. So I got this for my dad. And then I'm like, once I get to a point in my career where I feel really good, I'm going to get the other one with the, you know what I mean? With the main, like, okay, I'm here. I told you I was going to get here. And now I'm here. So, oh. yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love your Simba story. I love that a lot. Thank you. Is that um? So that's not your number one song, is it? No, that was the number two. It's to, in my life. It will be my number one. But yeah, like how I just wrote it. Uh, I feel like I should song. steal like add a, a song from Lion King because he just this is the side conversation Ooh. about it was really fun. I don't know if there's like a name for just like the music that. That just like plays in there. Lion King Two is dope too. I always sing that. Deception, district. That was so good. What were your thoughts on Black is King? Were you like feeling it? No. I your face dropped. Lion King live action. That's when my face did that. Black is King. I. I liked it. I wouldn't just, like, jam it, like, hey. Lion King love, live action was such an unnecessary thing to do. Nobody wanted it. I love it. It's funny that we were talking about that, because my number one is the Childish Gambino song. He's my favorite rapper. But um, I don't like, like, I'm not saying he can't sing, but, like, his style of singing is not for that meeting. I did, like, they fucked up Hakuna Matata. He's not as good of a singer as, as he thinks he is. I, I'm sorry. I think he's a great he, I, rapper who can hold a, a note. He can sing his own hooks. There we go. He's a, he's a, I'd say he's like a crooner. Like, you you know, you just swing. Like, you know, you're not really saying it. Mm-hmm. So it's just like that movie was bad. And, and I don't like, I love Beyonce. I don't like her voice acting. Like whenever she's, I'm like, that's Beyonce. That's not a lion. Cause she didn't do no damn acting. <laughs> Although I think there are a lot of people who are misguided around Beyonce. And what they do is they say, we love Beyonce. Everyone loves Beyonce. Just be Beyonce. And we're like, be act. We want to see you. I feel like if she, acting. but she keeps playing herself because that sells. But I mean, God, yeah. when she said lions, are you ready? I was like, like Houston, Beyonce. are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen you do that in concert. Yeah. I'm definitely ready. Oh, and she says lines like lines. And it's just like. Lines. That's not, there's no, no. Nala's not no. from the fifth ward or third ward. Where She's just not. She's lines. not. Are you ready? No, they're not. But so I love, I love the visual album. I love Black is King as far as that. But like, I did, I, I'm not, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was good, but it's not like, that's not no music where I just be like, hey, turn up. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think we were okay without it. So <laughs> we've come to that time. It's time for your number one song. And of course, this does not have to be like the number one song of your life. It's not all about ranking, but it's what. Yeah, it's just like, oh, oh my God. Awesome. Every all love, You love, you love him. You love him. I did. I am in love with this man. Like, right. Like, it, it, I like this Gambino. I like, I love Redbone. I love the new stuff, but like, this is the Gambino that I like. Like, all of my exes, I realized later, are this. It's, like, a little bit dusty. You kind of weird. You kind of don't fit in. 
like you know you kind of a little anxious like you know you just awkward he looks like bit. he needs a beard there's a specific yeah. like you're almost there like he's like not in all the way not at all what what's the particular song off of that one? Oh, it is it's not even on that album i just wanted to show you that i love him so much but it is on um it's on his camp album camp is is before i perform you know everybody has their own rituals mine is i listen to camp like from beginning to end like i just let it play um but the last song on there is called that power on the camp album and so the song itself goes all these haters See you later, all that I can do, but you don't even feel me though. I know you know, I know you got that power, that power, right? So that's how the beginning song starts off, and then like the you know, he's singing it, it's going on or whatever, and then like the beat starts changing towards the end, and he tells this fucking story, and this story just like fuck with me, it just hit me, it was just so relatable. But he's talking about how like he's at camp. And it's this girl, and he's, like, been liking her all summer, and he finally tells her that he likes her, and he goes to sleep, and he wakes up, and, like, she had told some other girls on the bus, and so they're, like, making fun of him. He tells the story way better. It's how he tells the story. Um, but, like, let me read the lyrics. Oh, I didn't know fucking Questlove helped produce this song, so oh, that yeah. explains a lot of it. It's really good. Um, so he tells the story, and it's a really sad way that he tells it, and then he goes... This isn't a story about how girls are evil or how love is bad. This is a story about how I learned something. I'm not saying this is true or not. I'm just saying it's what I learned. I told you something. It was just for you. He told everybody. So I learned cut off the middleman. Make it for everybody always. Everybody can't turn around and tell everybody. Everybody already knows. I told them. But this means that there isn't a place in my life for you or somebody like you. It's a sad, sure. But it's a sadness I chose. I wish I could say this was a story about how I got on the boy, the bus a boy and got off a man more cynical, hard, and immature and shit. But that's not true. The truth is I got on the boy, the bus a boy and I never got off the bus. I still haven't. Oof. Yeah, I'm like... A word. Oh, shit. Yeah, like... <laughs> Damn, that man is sensitive. He turned He's just so a regular day of middle school bullying into an epic tale. Like, that no, read, like, some Hamlet shit. And it's like, so a girl you didn't like told her little friends? <laughs> I don't mean to clown. He, like, he's so good. And then, like, the beat starts speeding up. And then it slows back down. Like, like he's, he, he was so good. Like, not that he's not good, but, like, this level of artistry, like, this and Kawhi and all of those, like, there were stories in here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was... You know what I mean? It was just relatable. So, like, that song, because that's the last song on the album, and it's just, I still have it. And the music cuts. And so, like, I'll listen to that before I go up, and I'm just like, damn, all right. <laughs> that is so I love hearing people's warm up songs I love hearing the songs that get you in this headspace to like go up there and kill it for me it is Monster but I just skip to Nikki's verse um because there's Pull up a, in the monster automobile gangsta what about bitch that came from Sri Lanka oh my god it's my this part right when she goes wait I'm the rookie because it was just like so and you were talking about the, the two that two-year mark of feeling like nobody cares, nobody likes me, mm -hmm. I'm not going to be accepted in the scene, you know, that kind of thing. And I think for a lot of people, maybe women in particular, but for a lot of people, there is, because here's the thing, is all comedians are like, nobody gave a fuck about me when I started, so why should I give a fuck about you? But in the, you feel like you're just this awkward kid trying to sit at the popular table, and mm -hmm. everyone, it benefits their self-esteem to believe you can't be good. 
Because they're like, well, I wasn't good until this point. So there's no way mm-hmm. you're good now. So I'm going to treat you like shit. And so you have to hype yourself up. You have to be in your own head. Like you have to, you know, don't, don't come out loud with it. You know what I mean? Be humble. But in the end, I like brute for yourself. And yeah. that's, I actually, uh, I had a therapy appointment not too long ago. And this is why I miss having a black therapist, man. I don't know if you like get you a black female therapist. Go oh, to- I'm definitely just not like <laughs> I'm looking for I was talking to her and I was telling her about how I go into these meetings and I feel like I sound stupid because I'm saying stuff like, well, maybe I'd want to like see if possibly a Kiki Palmer would be interested in reading it. But, you know, if that's too crazy. And she's like, why are you, why do you feel like you have to you have to downplay it? And I was like, because it's too crazy. She's like, is it? And I was like, I mean, she goes, she reads scripts. People write scripts. You wrote a script. Why is that crazy? And I was like, I don't know. It just feels crazy. And she's like, I think you need a Sasha Fierce. And that it was like, this is why I fucking pay you. All right. No white therapist you is gonna understand. say yes. Like you need a Sasha Fierce, and that's you when need I became. Swift. <laughs> you know how like you can get upset with people and then tweet snake emojis. Like do that. <laughs> so like, do you have a mental alter ego that you kind of check into before the stage? What do you have anything like that? <laughs> that's true. It's I don't even know your yeah, fucking real like, name, fam. <laughs> Like, and I also think that's why I connect so much with, like, Childish Gambino. You know what I mean? Like, Donald Glover and Childish Gambino are two completely different things. And so, like, that's how I'm, like, Roxy Hayes is definitely me, but it's also, like, the other me. You know what I mean? So, like, the other me is there, too, and that's the more, like, insecure, more, like, pensive. Like, I'm I'm very ambiverted. Like, like legit, the cusp thing, I'm literally both of those in real life. So, like, I'll have to be like, hey, you chill, go over there, like, this one. It's here now. It sounds crazy, but as you know, you get it. Like, oh yeah, and you hit that I, social, I that social switch where yeah. you're like, okay, I gotta go home. I've had enough. This is yeah, I'm done. We're done here. So like, but that's what this is like. So this person steps in, and now I have to do what I have to do. So that's another reason why you know I like this song because he's telling talking talk about um, y'all haters hating on me. Wait, what's one of the lines? So CG, but the next day real don't fly. I'm ill running shit. Three point field goal. Rappers used to laugh like I tripped and fell. Cause I don't stun or go across like a Christian bell. So he's talking about all he's stunning. And then the end song is about like, but not really. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like he's I'm still this insecure this kid on the bus trying to prove. Yeah. Like the whole album. I'm, I'm, Cause he got this other song. I got all the shine, all of that. But yeah, I'm still that kid. I'm still on this bus. I'm still here. And like legit. That's how I feel sometimes after shows. Like, I did it, and I'm great, and everybody's loving me, and they want to take pictures, and blah, 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 and then I get in the car, and I'm just like, do you care? You know, like, now what? Now, who am I? Because I'm mm. still this. You know what I'm saying? I'm still this this other person. Like, y'all see this, and y'all like this, but, like, I'm still this. So, yeah, I think, I think that is why this song fucks with me so much, because a lot of people don't get to see that other side. But it's still there, so it's like, you know. So I'm getting more into writing more stuff too, and I also rap. So like, just him as a person, like creatively, like all the stuff he does, that's what I do and I like to do. So like, I rap, you know, I write sketches, I I act, I uh, kind of dance and stuff. So like, maybe I'm trying to be a female Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, but in my own way. Yeah. But like, it's a lot of similarities. I like love that stuff is yeah. Would so working with Childish Gambino be like at the top of your like would love yes. to work with list? Like is yeah, he like number like, one? Even though I don't like, I didn't like his last album. It was cool, but it wasn't like the other stuff. But just because he's so talented, he's such a good writer. He he's just like 
multifaceted in all these areas. Like, to me, if I got to work with Gambino, like, that means that I've achieved a certain level of success for, like, somebody that I feel like is really good because he doesn't have to do anything else. Like, people like that, like, you don't have to do anything else as far as creative. You have to do shit else. So if you want to work with me, that means that I have gotten to a certain level of success where you saw and you were like, I want to work with her. Mm-hmm. Like, it would have had to be a decision that you made because you can't, you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, that would be dope. I would love that. If you're watching or listening, Mr. Gambino, I love you very much. And please come on the podcast, Mr. Gambino. Uh, yes, come on the Mr. podcast. Mr. Glover, Gal- whichever one of y'all want to get on here. Uh, also, I have some ideas and some thoughts about the next season of Atlanta. Uh- <laughs> yeah, a couple strips. Got a couple spec scripts in the in the box, in the works. So, yes, I, I don't know. I just, it's just such a good song. And it just, it, that whole album is just really, really good. But that one and just how it ends, it's just it's super great. And that came out like 2011. Yeah. It still he- resonates. He's been on it for a while. So that is your top five songs, or use the five songs that at least tell us a little bit about who Roxy Hayes is and who, who she isn't. So it's good to know that. Yep. So our last section of the show is one of my favorite. I've said that about every section. I'm like, oh, it's my favorite. But this is That's really good. Fun. Love your shit. I do. <laughs> These are my ideas, and I fucking love them. Nikki Dervinay came out with this shit, and that's my alter ego, by the way. <laughs> One part Nicki Minaj, one part Ava DuVernay. I came in this shit. I know what I'm doing, and I'm supposed to be here, all right? <laughs> that, Wait, I'm not mad at that at all. That's why I pay for a black female therapist. All right, so the next section, what I like to do is it's a, we call it the hotline, and we have people call in and give us um, their problems. So I've got a message. Let me see if you can hear it. Hopefully it works this time. If not, I'll read it to you. But I've got a message from a listener named Stephanie. Let me go ahead and play that for you. Stephanie. All right, it is playing now. Hi, Jasmine. Can you hear that? Yeah. Okay, great. All right. All right, Stephanie, tell us what's wrong with you. My name's Stephanie, and I'm wondering what you think of a problem that I'm having in my relationship right now. My boyfriend likes to tell everyone our business. Whenever we get into a fight or an argument or any type of little disagreement, he will tell his parents, his siblings, his friends, and even make social media posts about it, just asking for people's opinions, and then come back and tell me all the things that people said and all of the reasons why I'm wrong and he's right and how everyone agrees with him. I've asked him multiple times not to do this, but it keeps happening over and over again. And I'm just wondering, what should I do? Thanks. Bye. You want to go first? Because I'm going to be mean. Oh, first of all, I hate the boyfriend. Hate him. I hate him so much. He's... So we give advice and then we offer a song that kind of is, is like we dedicate a song to this person like it's to their the advice. Left. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was fast. First song by Beyonce. I know you said and then we do it at the end. But I mean like a person like that and I, it, part of this is also because I've just been reading all these books. There's this um, therapist or psychiatrist. Her name's Faith G. Harper. She writes all these unfuck yourself books. So it's like unfuck your anger, unfuck you. No, they're really good and they're free on Audible if you have um, Audible Plus or if you whatever. So I got like five or six of her books for free, but she talks about like setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. So it's like he's crossing every boundary. You know what I mean? Like I, I, one rule in relationships is like you shouldn't talk about 
relationship shit with your family like that. Because, like, when you do stuff like that, it makes them form an opinion on the person. You know, so, like, unless it's something that you really need or you have a person that you... But just saying it and then also, like, you're posting it on social media so you don't care. Like, you know, we have mutual friends, so they're seeing this stuff and they're forming opinions about me. And it's like, what are you doing it for? And like she said at the end, like, he just wants to say that he's right and she's wrong. Mm -hmm. Why do you need to prove that with your partner? You're not really trying to, like, hey, I I asked them that so we can try to come to a solution. You're not really trying to solve the problem, whatever the problem is. You're just trying to shit on your girlfriend. So, Stephanie, break up with that motherfucker because that's, like, some control issues type shit. Like, that's, why do you have to be right and embarrass me at the same time? Yes. Yes, like the 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 lack of consideration for her feelings and put it in like that's the thing. It's like once you bring someone else into your relationship, you cannot take mm-hmm. them out. Like no, once, there. and that's the thing. It's like for me, this is bad. All right, so I used to be that friend who was like, you know, I, I joke. I say this joke on stage all the time. I'm like, in the black community, we call it being fast. So let's just say I went eighty and a sixty. All right, so like I would fool around with dudes and be like, girl, he had this kind of crooked penis or whatever and tell my friends everything. Mm-hmm. And then when I got serious with someone, I'd be like, ah, shit, they know everything. They know too, yeah, they about his dick. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. But at least on some level, like what stays between me and my husband is our, our ins and outs and our feelings and like the stuff that really, truly matters. Like they might know he's yeah. uncircumcised, but they don't know him, know him. You know what I mean? Cause I get yeah. to be in this with him and now all my listeners know he's uncircumcised. So hey. mazel. <laughs> Turtle neck, huh? Turtle, yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> what? I said got a turtleneck, eh? But it's better. It legit is better. Uncircumcised? I like it better. You know, you might be right. I don't. I always yeah, just thought because I, I was in I, love I, with him. Because, like, so. but I was reading about it. It's because like the you know the fluid and it just it it's easier to go in. Oh. To, yeah, that's why you don't probably don't. I'm all in your pussy, but you probably don't have to use as much lube or anything. Yep. I don't know if you need lube. I don't really use it anyway. But you don't. It stays wetter longer because there's also his. You know what I'm saying? And that's how the penis is supposed to be. This is going right? to sound hilarious. So we use condoms almost all the time because I refuse to get on birth control. And like, this is going to it's not on purpose. But like the only times we don't use condoms have been like our birthdays and our anniversary. It's like a special treat. Like, hey. But girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it hit different. It hit and I ain't trying to be all like, now I'm be like, hey, Alex. I do, I do feel like <laughs> sex with someone who's uncir- who is circumcised without or with a condom is kind of the same. Like I feel like the difference yeah. is for them. Them, not us and they just try to con yeah. us into thinking it's so different but I think uncircumcised without a condom is different different yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> Nella told oh, I'm gonna have to tell his yes, mom seven. not to listen to this podcast they don't listen I'm sorry I'm sorry she brought a guest but I, I but think yeah, Stephanie move around <laughs> Stephanie you gotta keep it moving um yeah. ah! okay for sure your choice irreplaceable Beyonce uh it's a great choice just replace them move on I have another thought granted I think the boyfriend's trash I think he's garbage let's say that she wants to salvage this relationship I think what it comes down to is he's insecure he's crazy insecure and he needs everyone else to be on his side so I chose have a little faith in me from John Hyatt I think most famously we know the version from Mandy Moore but have a little faith in me because I think he, I like that. And maybe he's scarred from past relationships, and so he thinks that she's going to do him wrong. So he yeah. thinks to protect himself. Because 
people bring in armor. You know what I mean? Like you, mm-hmm. that's why we go on, you know, when we were kids, we go on group dates instead of first dates so we could be around other people. Yeah. So he's trying to bring all these other people into the relationship to protect him from what he thinks she's going to do to him. He's got to get more secure in himself, but most of all, he's got to have faith in her and respect her. Uh, I, I think agree. they need a lot of the therapy. Um, a lot. A lot, a lot of the therapy. They a need lot, a, lot. <laughs> a, a heavy sprinkling of the therapies for sure. So yeah, so and uh, unfuck yourself by the way. I just wrote that down. I was like, wait, that's not a song. So yeah, like it's, it's, it's just a good book series. It's unfuck your anger, unfuck your anxiety. That was really good. Unfuck your depression. She curses in the book, so she's like, I know you're sitting there like this bitch is stupid. I'm like, yeah, I'm into this. <laughs> like I like books like that where it's just you know it speaks to me on my level, but she explains the science behind stuff. It's really good. Check, I used to love self help books when I was single, and I haven't read any as like a as an adult. And it's funny because it's like it's not like my problems went away; they just got yeah. moved. But like yeah, now I'm over no, here like these are the problems. Why doesn't this job like me? Will this job call me back? Like it's the same shit. It's like I got I got a man, and now I'm just over here like I don't know, man. He's just playing games with me. Like you know, do you want my script or not? Like or not? What's going on? The game but just yeah, definitely. I want to give her a helpful song. No, I don't. Um, I'm <laughs> like, maybe. But yeah, I just feel like like stuff like that is something that he would have to realize that he's wrong. And I feel like a lot of times people like that don't think they're doing anything wrong. So even when you present it to them, like, hey, I'm not, I'm uncomfortable. For her to bring it to us, I feel like she's brought it to him already. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, it's like she did say I've you. asked him several times not to do this. Oh, so. see, I didn't even hear that because I was just so mad. Like, maybe you're so right. I told you. I'm uncomfortable with this. I told you several times, which means he's done it multiple, multiple times. She probably didn't say it every time, but she's told you multiple times to stop. So you don't care. You're not, you don't, you're not listening to what her feelings are and you don't really care about her feelings. You care about being right. So being right is more important than your partner's feelings. Yeah. That's what that shows me. So get him out of there, girl. The dick can't be that good. And I just believe we all deserve to be with people who I listen to. I, I read a lot of Mr. Rogers too. People are like, you're supposed to care about my feelings. If you say you care about me, you're supposed to care about my feelings. And that doesn't mean you take my feelings on, but you do take my feelings into consideration, especially like with some shit like this, where it does, where you literally just can just not do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you almost make me want to change my answer. I'm like, maybe Sorry Not Sorry by Demi Lovato. Cause it's just like, oh, he wants I'm her to- sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. Yes. Or thank you, next. That's also a good one. Yeah. Because it's like, hey, I love this, but <laughs> you got to go. Because I, I don't know. I just feel like certain behaviors are just indicative of worse behaviors. Yeah. So it's like, so when we get married, are you going to be telling people, like, I don't want to have a baby, and you do, and so now you're posting it? Should you, like, why do you need to consult our personal business with everybody and then not talk to me? Yeah, the disrespect is thick. It's, you know what? I, I hate to be one of those people who are just like, break up, but you know what? Life is short, and there's Fuck just too many. Up. There's too many people on this planet, and it's a whole pandemic. You know what I mean? Like, just, the, I don't want to have to sit with you for 24, and you're doing this, because it's probably like, like this, like he's probably reading the comments to her while they're coming in, and you know people are commenting because everybody's at home. Oh, Jesus. Like, Ooh. I'm literally just Dr. Strange in this right now. Like, just imagine... I'm just imagining he didn't tell you, like, let's say you went to the store and he made a post. You in the store and you're looking at your phone trying to see if you're missing something. And you see you get notified because this motherfucker tags you in a post talking about who's right. Not a tag. I'd be so pissed. <laughs> I would be so pissed if I got tagged. Oh, no. If he pulled some, like, fellas, 
Would you be upset if your girl, like that bullshit, oh, you just want to be, that, you just want to be Oprah? Okay. But don't you dare be like, so Jasmine forgot my mom's yo, birthday. <laughs> and now you tell telling, now the whole family hates me. Oh, no. Like, because once again, once you say some shit, and then she said the family, once the fam- once you do one thing, because the family, they already be looking at you sideways. Like, I don't know if we should yeah. have this person. Then you did something wrong, and now, and they're always going to bring it up. Remember when Jasmine did that thing that you posted about? You don't remember that? They'd be forgetting that, like, here's the thing. Like, your family and friends are always going to be on your side because everyone sees themselves as the the lead character. So everyone yeah. I like is a sidekick. They're a good character, too. People who mm-hmm. treat them bad are inherently bad. Like, everyone sees it yeah. that way. So that's hilarious. I'm going to go... I'm absolutely going to go with your first choice of Irreplaceable, and I'm going to change mine to I'm sorry, not sorry. I don't, this is a deal-breaker <laughs> for me. It's disrespect. Life's too short, and I don't care if you're 98 years old. You are too young, <laughs> like, to like to settle and be unhappy. Yeah, like, we don't... We don't... I feel like we all deserve happiness in whatever that looks like. And, like, if... It's okay to try to work stuff out, but, like, if, like you said, you've already said something to somebody several times and they're not respecting your boundaries, because it's deeper than that. This is, like, you're trying to make me look stupid. Yeah. It's a disrespect. It's the blatant. Yeah. yeah. So so you're going to disrespect me in other ways, because you're going to. Like, it's not just going to stop there. So, (laughs) fuck you, whatever his name is. She didn't give us a name, but let's... I don't know what we should call him. I don't know. Raggedy boy? I don't like him. Fuck you, Henry. Henry, oh Henry, Henry, <laughs> Henry, you don't have to go tell the neighbors. <laughs> I just, I, I don't understand why you put it in the Dear Abby letter, Henry. You could have talked to me. <laughs> I don't know. It gets talk to a woman in 1947. Huh. <laughs> I'd rather talk to a colored. <laughs> <Yeah>, so. <laughs> Oh, my God. That is the perfect note. Um, that's enough of Henry and June. I'm going to call myself June. That's enough of Henry and June. Um, really appreciated this. Um, so fun. It's so fun. Let's say, <laughs> where do people find more Roxy Hayes? I know you are killing oh, yeah. it on all the internets, but tell us where to find you. I, so, like, legit, I'm everywhere. I am on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, Twitch. Please follow me on Twitch, YouTube. The Twitch is my favorite thing right now. I game, but also, like, you can podcasts all that kind of stuff in there so i just love twitch it's really fun and interactive so follow me on there i'm also um i do stuff with all deaf so i'm a member of all deaf cannabis and then i pop in with gaming and some of the other stuff but really follow all deaf cannabis uh whether you smoke weed or not just because it's a fun channel um so i'm part of that too love it yeah that's it all right. Well, we'll be looking out for you on all of the cool channels, following you on all the things. Thanks again for tuning in to Rhythm and Bay podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you follow Rhythm and Bay on Instagram at Rhythm and Bay. By the way, it's B-A-E, Bay, like the word. Uh, Rhythm and Bay podcast on Instagram, Rhythm and Bay podcast on Twitter. And of course, my name is Jasmine Ellis. You can find me on all the things at Jasmine Ellis Comedy and my website, jasmineelliscomedy.com. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you share and subscribe and keep it smooth.